ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهديه الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد تريدن از يروا we're going to start the new course and this particular course it looks at the topic of the adhkar the different types of duas that a muslim can make the different types of remembrances the different types of supplications the meanings of all of those different duas and supplications the times of the day when you're supposed to make them the particular virtues of certain times when are the times that your dua is more likely to be answered what else should you do for your dua to be more likely to be answered all types of various issues that are associated and linked to this topic of the adhkar So the first thing we're going to discuss before going into any particular dhikr or dua any particular supplication is an introduction about the importance of dhikr the importance of the remembrance of Allah the importance of dua the importance of the supplication اهميه الذكر وفضله the importance of dhikr and its virtues غير خاف على كل مسلم اهميه الذكر وعظيم فائدته it is not something hidden from any muslim the importance of remembrance and the great benefit of it is huwa min ajall al-maqasid wa anfa' al-a'mal al-muqarriba ila Allah ta'ala because it meaning the remembrance of Allah is one of the greatest objectives and one of the most beneficial actions that will bring a person closer to Allah remembrance and supplication and dua it is one of the greatest acts of worship that a person can do one of the greatest actions that will bring a servant closer to Allah وقد امر الله به في القران الكريم في مواطن كثيره ورغب فيه ومدح اهله واثنى عليهم احسن الثناء واطيبه and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded us in the noble quran in many places to do the dhikr 
to do the dua and the supplication and the remembrance and has encouraged us to do that in many different places of the Quran and Allah praises praises the people who do that and mentions them with the best of the characteristics and praise so certainly this is something mentioned in the Quran encouraged in the Quran and Allah praises the people who do that remembrance and supplication in Surah Al-Ahzab an example of that Surah Al-Ahzab ayah number 41 Allah says Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu dhkurullaha dhikran kathira O you who believe, Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu, O you who believe. And as a side note, you will notice there are many ayat in the Quran that begin, Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu, O you who believe. Some of the Salaf they used to say, when you hear an ayah beginning, Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu, O you who believe, then listen to it very carefully, they used to say. Some of the Salaf, they used to say, if you hear an ayah beginning, Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu, then listen to it very carefully, because it is either going to be some commandment that Allah is commanding you with, or it's going to be some prohibition Allah is prohibiting you from. So they used to say, listen very carefully. Sharpen your ears when you hear, Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu. So here Allah says, Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu. Udhkurullaha kathira, dhikran kathira. Do the remembrance of Allah plentifully. Do much remembrance of Allah. Udhkurullaha dhikran kathira. Do the remembrance of Allah plentifully. Do a lot of the remembrance of Allah. So that is a clear ayah. Clear in its meaning. Commanding us to do the supplications, the ad'iyah, the adhkar, the du'as and the remembrances. Also, there are other examples. Surah Ali Imran 191. In Surah Ali Imran 191, Allah mentions, الَّذِينَ يَذْكُرُونَ اللَّهَ قِيَامًا وَقُعُودًا وَعَلَى جُنُوبِهِمْ Those who remember Allah standing and sitting and on their sides, meaning in all circumstances, in all circumstances they remember and they do their supplications and their remembrance of Allah standing, sitting on their side, in whatever their circumstance may be, also in Surah Al-Ahzab 35, another example. وَالذَّاكِرِينَ اللَّهَ كَثِيرًا وَالذَّاكِرَاتِ 
أعد الله لهم مغفرة وأجرا عظيما that those who remember Allah plentifully who remember Allah a lot from the males and from the females then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala أعد لهم أعد الله لهم Allah has prepared for them forgiveness and a great reward. So all of these ayat, they are examples of where Allah is encouraging us and telling us to do the remembrance of Him and the supplications and the dua within the Quran. فَأَمَرَ تَعَالَى فِي هَذِهِ الْآيَاتِ بِذِكْرِهِ بِالْكَثْرَةِ So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has ordered us in these ayat to remember him often, to remember him a lot. وَذَلِكَ And that is because لِشِدَّةِ حَاجَةِ الْعَبْدِ إِلَى ذَلِكَ وَافْتِقَارِهِ إِلَيْهِ أَعْوَمَ الْإِفْتِقَارِ so we are constantly in poverty before our Lord. We are constantly in poverty and in need of our Creator. And that is why in Surah Al-Ikhlas, when you say, قُلْ هُوَ اللَّهُ أَحَدٌ اللَّهُ الصَّمَدٌ الصَّمَدٌ What does it mean? قُلْ هُوَ اللَّهُ أَحَدٌ Say that he is Allah the one. قُلْ هُوَ اللَّهُ أَحَدٌ اللَّهُ الصَّمَدٌ الصَّمَدٌ Some of the scholars have mentioned it means the one who all of the creation require for their needs. That all of our needs, they are to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we have all of our needs from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is one of the meanings of as-samad. So that is why Allah has told us in the Quran to remember him plentifully, a lot. Because we are small servants of Allah. And we cannot be independent from Allah for the blink of an eye. We are in need of him in every moment. And so Allah commands us to be upon his remembrance regularly. فَأَيُّ لَحْظَ خَلَى فِيهَا الْعَبْدُ عَنْ ذِكْرِ اللَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلْ كَانَتْ عَلَيْهِ لَا لَهُ So every moment when a servant is not upon the remembrance of Allah, then all of that time, it is not an evidence for you. It is an evidence against you. All of the time you spend in negligence of Allah, no remembrance of Allah, all of that time is evidence against you, not for you. The time that you spend which will be evidence for you, in defense of you, is the time you spend upon the remembrance of Allah, the time you spend in the remembrance of Allah, and that may be in different forms. 
It doesn't mean necessarily that you are always there sitting and reading. It could be attending a gathering of knowledge. That is the remembrance of Allah. Sitting and reciting the Quran is the remembrance of Allah. All these different acts of worship that you do are remembrances of Allah. But when a person spends time negligent of that, not upon worship and obedience to Allah, then that is time he is spending in negligence from the remembrance of Allah. And that time will not be a defense for him, it will be against him. فَأَيُّ لَحْظَ خَلَى فِيهَا الْعَبْدُ عَنْ ذِكْرِ اللَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلْ كَانَتْ عَلَيْهِ لَا لَهْ وَكَانَ خُسْرَانُهُ فِيهَا أَعْظَمَ مِمَّا رَبِحَ فِي غَفْلَتِهِ عَنِ اللَّهِ And the loss that a person accumulates from that time of negligence it is greater than any profitability you made during your negligence. So a person was negligent of the remembrance of Allah and he profited in various affairs and the worldly goods. Whatever you profited, it will be nothing. Compared to the loss that you have experienced in being negligent of Allah, then your profitability will not be comparable whatsoever. وَنَدِمَ عَلَى ذَلِكَ نَدَمًا شَدِيدًا عِنْدَ لِقَاءِ اللَّهِ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ So a person who is negligent of Allah, doesn't have remembrance of Allah, supplications, du'as, then that individual will regret a severe regret. He will be in a great state of regret on that day when he meets Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Due to having spent his life upon negligence. Negligence, what does it mean? Meaning that he never used to think about Allah. He never used to do worship, never used to do dua, never used to pray. Negligent. That type of person who spends his life upon negligence. Then he will be in a great level of regret on that day. When he faces his Lord. بَلْ لَقَدْ ثَبَتَ عَنِ النَّبِيِّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ فِي شُعَبِ الْإِيمَانِ الْبَيْهَقِي There is a book called شُعَبُ الْإِيمَانِ The Branches of Iman by Al-Imam Al-Bayhaqi. In that book and also in the book حِلْيَةُ الْأَوْلِيَاءِ of Abu Nu'aym Al-Asbahani in both of those books, there is a hadith mentioned of Ummul Mu'minin Aisha radiyallahu anha. In this hadith, Aisha radiyallahu anha says, "Annahu sallallahu alaihi wasallam qal that the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said, 'Ma min sa'atin tamuru bibn Adam la yadkurullah taala fiha." إِلَّا تَحَصَّرَ عَلَيْهَا يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ That there is not a sa'ah. A sa'ah doesn't necessarily have to be one hour. Sa'ah just means like moments of time. There is not a moment of time that passes by the son of Adam. Humans. 
There is not a moment of time that passes by the son of Adam, the human. لا يذكر الله تعالى فيها that he is not upon the remembrance of Allah in it إلا تحصر عليه يوم القيامة except that he will be in that loss and grief over it on the day of judgment. He will be in that loss and grief over the times of his life that he spent ignorant and negligent of his religion and ignorant and negligent of the remembrance of Allah and the mosque and the prayer and the circles. He spent in ignorance of all of that, chasing after the world, chasing after money, chasing after cars and houses. He spent his time upon that way. Then on that day he will certainly regret all of that time of his life that was gone outside of the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَالسُنَّةِ مَلِيئَةِ بِالْأَحَادِيثِ الدَّالَّةِ عَلَى فَضْلِ الذِّكْرِ The sunnah is full of narrations that indicate, they are indicative of the virtues of dhikr. وَرَفِيعِ قَدَرِهِ And the high rank and status of dhikr. وَعُلُوْ مَكَانَتِهِ And the high station of it. وَكَفْرَةِ عَوَائِدِهِ وَفَوَائِدِهِ عَلَى الذَّاكِرِينَ عَلَى الذَّاكِرِينَ اللَّهَ كَثِيرًا وَالذَّاكِرَاتِ And كَفْرَةِ عَوَائِدِهِ The great amounts of returns that you get. What does it mean the great amount of returns that you get? Very similar to the next word, the benefits. When you do the remembrance of Allah, and your heart is connected to Allah, and you're upon worship constantly, then you will notice in your life in this world and in the hereafter, a lot of good things will occur and come to you as a result of that. Awa'it, the things that then appear for you and occur for you. And the fawaid, the benefits, you will find a lot of goodness basically. You will find a lot of goodness for yourself, for the ones who remember Allah plentifully. وَقَدْ أَخْرَجَ التِّرْمِذِي وَابْنُ مَاجَ وَالْحَاكِمِ وَقَالْ صَحِيحُ الْإِسْنَادِ وَوَافَقَهُ الذَّهَبِي عن أبي الدرداء رضي الله عنه قال This narration now that you'll find with Al-Imam Al-Tirmidhi, Al-Imam Ibn Majah, Al-Imam Al-Hakim uh, This narration of Abu Darda رضي الله عنه the companion He says قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم ألا أنبئكم بِخَيْرِ أَعْمَالِكُمْ Shall I not alert you, bring your attention to the best of your actions? Shall I not inform you and tell you and let you know what the best of your worship and actions is? وَأَزْكَاهَا عِنْدَ مَلِيكِكُمْ And the 
the, the purest of it and the, the greatest of it with your Lord. And the one which will raise you in your levels the most. Shall I not inform you of the worship that is the best of your actions and the purest of it and the one that will raise you in your levels the most? And it is better for you than even spending in charity with gold and silver. And better than you meet your enemy and you strike their necks and they strike your necks, meaning the true jihad. They said, yes, O Messenger of Allah, inform us. What is the action better than all of this? He said, the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَرَوَى Muslim فِي صَحِيحِ In another hadith narrated by or reported by Al-Imam Muslim from the hadith of Abu Hurairah radiyallahu anhu anin nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam annahu qal Abu Hurairah radiyallahu anhu narrates that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said sabaqa al-mufarridun قَالُوا مَا الْمُفَرِّدُونَ يَا رَسُولَ اللَّهِ مَا الْمُفَرِّدُونَ قَال أَذَّاكِرُونَ اللَّهَ كَثِيرًا وَالذَّاكِرَاتِ The Prophet ﷺ said the مُفَرِّدُونَ they've gone ahead the مُفَرِّدُونَ they are leading the way so they said who are the مُفَرِّدُونَ O Messenger of Allah what is the مُفَرِّدُونَ who are these people who are leading the way and they are ahead of everyone in their worship and everything? Who are the Mufarridun? What does that mean? The Messenger said, Those who remember Allah a lot, from the males, from the females, men and women, those who are constantly upon the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَرَوَى الْبُخَارِي In another narration now, which is in Sahih al-Bukhari, عَنْ أَبِي مُوسَى الْأَشْعَارِ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ Narrated by Abu Musa al-Ash'ari رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ عَنِ النَّبِيِّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ قَالْ مَثَلُ الَّذِي يَذْكُرُ رَبَّهُ وَالَّذِي لَا يَذْكُرُ رَبَّهُ that the example of a person who remembers his Lord and the one who does not remember his Lord is like the example of somebody who is alive and somebody who is dead. The one who is alive, that is the example of the one who remembers Allah a lot. He is alive. But the one who does not remember his Lord, no dua, supplication, dhikr, worship, 
then that person is like somebody dead. And that is very similar to what Ibn Qayyim rahimahullah mentioned. That the heart of a person that is alive is the heart that is filled with the remembrance of Allah. But the heart of the person that is dead, the heart is dead even though you're alive and breathing and eating and walking, your heart is dead if your heart has no remembrance of Allah in it. والأحاديث في هذا الباب كثيرة And the narrations regarding this subject are many. Many narrations telling you to remain upon the remembrance of Allah. ولعل من المناسب هنا والحديث ماض بنا في فضل الذكر أن ألخص بعض ما ذكره أهل العلم من فوائد لذكر الله تعالى يجنيها الذاكرون في حياتهم الدنيا ويوم القيامة Here now the Sheikh says in the introduction that we're using today and this is the introduction of a Sheikh Abd al-Razzaq al-Abbad He says that perhaps it is suitable at this moment now that we're talking about the virtues of dhikr, that I should mention to you what some of the scholars have mentioned about the virtues and benefits of dhikr, and the types of fruits that you reap for the ones who are upon the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَمِنْ أَحْسَنِ مَا رَأَيْتُهُ تَكَلَّمَ فِي هَذَا الْمَوْضُوعِ وَجَمْعَ أَطْرَافَهُ وَلَمَّا شَتَّاتَهُ الْإِمَامُ الْعَلَّامَ إِبْنُ الْقَيِّمُ رَحِمَهُ اللَّهُ فِي كِتَابِهِ الْعَظِيمُ الْوَابِلُ الصَّيِّبُ مِنَ الْكَلِمِ الطَّيِّبُ He says perhaps the best of what I've seen in this topic is from Ibn al-Qayyim, the one who has gathered various aspects of this topic and put it together, the topic of dhikr and the benefits and the virtues and the narrations, put them all together and the best compilation he said I've seen is that of Ibn al-Qayyim in the famous book Al-Wabil al-Sayyib. And that's printed, it's available, probably a copy here everywhere. وهو مطبوع طبعات كثيرة ومتداول بين أهل العلم وطلابه فقد قال رحمه الله في كتابه المذكور وفي الذكر أكثر من مئة فائدة ابن القيم says in the remembrance of Allah there are more than a hundred benefits it's not just five benefits or ten benefits or twenty or fifty or sixty or seventy. Over a hundred benefits you can list out from the virtues and benefits of the remembrance of Allah. Then Ibn Qayyim in his book actually starts mentioning all of those. In that book, if you go and look at it, he then actually starts mentioning them all. فَذَكَرَ مَا يَزِيدُ عَلَى سَبْعِينَ فَائِدَةً He mentioned over 70 there. كُلُّ وَاحِدَ مِنْهَا بِمُفْرَدِهَا كَافِيَةً لِحَفْزِ النُّفُوسِ وَتَحْرِيكِ الْهِمَمِ لِلْإِشْتِغَالِ بِالذِّكْرِ 
Every single one of them. He mentioned over 70. Every single one, if you were to read it and look into it, it would be enough to encourage you and to give you that enthusiasm for you to start getting involved and learning the different types of du'as and supplication and dhikr so that you can be from amongst them. Even reading one out of those 70 odd would be enough to encourage you. كَيْفَ وَقَدْ اجْتَمَعَتْ تِلْكَ الْفَوَائِدَ الْكُثَارِ وَالْعَوَائِدَ الْغِزَارِ وَالْأَمْرُ فَوْقَ مَا يَصِفُهُ الْوَاصِفُونَ وَيَعُدُّهُ الْعَادُّونَ فَلَا تَعْلَمُ نَفْسٌ مَا أُخْفِيَ لَهُمْ مِنْ قُرَّةِ أَعْيُنٍ جَزَاءً بِمَا كَانُوا يَعْمَلُونَ And how can it be that all of those great benefits have been collated, they've been combined, they've been compiled, and yet it is something that is out of our grasp the reality of the virtues and the benefits and the rewards. Paradise is something beyond our understanding and what is in there and what is not. In paradise, ما لا عين رأت ولا أذن سمعت ولا خطر ببال أحد. No eye has seen and no ear has heard and no heart has ever considered or thought of things in paradise. فَلَا تَعْلَمُ نَفْسٌ مَا أُخْفِيَ لَهُمْ A person does not know what has been concealed for him مِنْ قُرَّةِ أَعْيُنِ From the coolness of his eyes, from the beauties جَزَاءً بِمَا كَانُوا يَعْمَلُونَ As a reward of what they used to do So there are tremendous rewards that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has prepared for the righteous and the pious Tremendous rewards for the ones who remember Allah. Remember here too when we talk about dhikr. We're not just saying you're sitting down and you're reading something. Dhikr comes in various forms as we're going to see. Attending a circle of knowledge is a form of dhikr. You come here, you're listening, you're listening to the ayat, you're listening to the ahadith. This is a form of dhikr. Reading the Quran, a form of dhikr. Or the worship that you do is a form of dhikr. So all of that, there are tremendous rewards that Allah has prepared for those believers that we do not know of. So then the shaykh, he says, وَلَعَلِّي أَذْكُرُ لَكَ أَخِيَ الْمُسْلِمُ هُنَا فَائِدَ وَاحِدَ مِنْ فَوَائِدِ الذِّكْرِ مِمَّا ذَكَرَهُ رَحِمَهُ اللَّهِ عَلَىٰ أَنْ أَسْتَكْمِلَ لَكَ بَعْضَ هَذِهِ الْفَوَائِدِ بَعْدُ إِنْ شَاءَ اللَّهِ مع وصيتي لك باقتناء الكتاب المذكور والانتفاع به فهو حقا كتاب عظيم النفع كبير الفائدة. The Sheikh says here, Sheikh Abd al-Razak in this introduction, he says from all of those benefits that Ibn al-Qayyim mentioned, here I will mention one. And later on we'll come across some of the others he says. For now, I'll mention one. And he says, I encourage you all to get that book. This particular book, Al-Wabil Al-Sayyib. Even for those who do not speak Arabic, I believe there are some translations you can get. Allahu A'lam who's done them and how good they are. But there is something, something in English available from something that may be half decent so you can look into that and see if those uh, uh, translations are reliable and they are good. 
I don't remember where they've been done and who's done them, so you need to examine first. See if those uh, translations are legitimate or not. If they are, then for those who don't speak Arabic, then you have those English ones too. And if you speak Arabic, you shouldn't be buying English books in the first place. Then you should purchase the Arabic book, find the proper print, and get that. فَمِنْ فَوَائِدِ الذِّكْرِ So the benefits of dhikr is going to mention one main one here. أَنَّهُ يَطْرُدُ الشَّيْطَانَ وَيَطْمَعُهُ وَيَكْسِرُهُ That dhikr of Allah, it expels the shaytan. And it blockades and prevents the shaytan. And it destroys or breaks the shaytan. Meaning, dhikr keeps the shaytan away from you. Dhikr of Allah, remembrance, supplication, worship, it is a means of expelling the shaytan away from you, keeping the shaytan and his whispers away from you. Allah said in the Quran, Surah Zukhruf, 36, وَمَنْ يَعْشُ عَنْ ذِكْرِ الرَّحْمَانِ نُقَيِّضْ لَهُ شَيْطَانًا فَهُوَ لَهُ قَرِينَ That whomsoever is negligent of the remembrance of Allah, then we will decree a shaytan for him who will be a companion for him. Allah tells you in the Qur'an, the ones who are negligent of the worship or the remembrance of Allah, then a shaitan is decreed upon you or allowed upon you and he then becomes your companion. Also there are other ahadith and narrations which indicate this same type of point regarding the expulsion of the shaitan for the one who remembers Allah and the lack of it, meaning the shaitan remaining with you and his whispers being upon you for the one who does not remember Allah and is upon negligence. That is an important point because these days when you hear people talking all the time about the same issue, the widespread issue, everybody always talks about my family member, this one, that one. Everywhere in Africa, everywhere in the other countries in Asia, it is the issue of jinn and magic and sorcery. And everybody saying, magic has been done to me, sihr has been done to me. Sihr has been done to my family member, other sorcery has been done, other black magic, the evil eye. All of these things that people have become almost obsessed with. To the extent that sometimes it may have nothing to do with that. As Shaykh Al-Thameen, rahimahullah, mentioned that people have become so scared of these things because of their lack of understanding their religion and their lack of remembrance and their lack of understanding Tawheed. They've become so scared by those types of things, jinn and magic and everything. Nowadays, somebody gets a cold, 
You know, you get a cold. You get a cold for a couple of days. Your nose is running. You're sneezing all the time. People say, it's not a cold. It's gin gone inside you. Magic has happened to you. You say to them, no, it's just a cold. I took paracetamol. I'll be okay in two, three days. They say, no, no. This, your nose running like this, sneezing like that. Magic, magic. Sheikh Al-Thaymeen said, what are you talking about? The man's got a cold, he'll be okay two days time. But the people have become obsessed. Anything happens now, magic. Must be magic. Anything happens, must be sorcery. Must be evil eye. No, it not. It must not always be that. So the people have become obsessed. But the point is, the point is, what is one of the best methods to keep yourself safe and give yourself a level of protection from these types of things, from the jinn and the shayateen? It is the remembrance of Allah, the worship, the ibadah, the dhikr, the dua. They, those people who complain about these things, Nothing when it comes to this. If they even pray, if they even pray, they know nothing about the du'as that you read after the prayer. They know nothing about the du'as you read in the morning. Nothing about the du'as you're supposed to read in the evening. They don't know anything about the supplications, about the remembrance. They're living their life upon negligence and then they say this is happening and that's happening. One of the best forms of defense for yourself against the shaitan is to be connected to Allah with remembrance, with dhikr, supplication. The Prophet ﷺ used to say that he seeks forgiveness, astaghfirullah, forgiveness from Allah over 70 times a day, one narration a hundred times a day. How many people here seek forgiveness? 70 times a day. And that was the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. When he used to pray at night, he used to pray so long, so long that his ankles and feet would become swollen and blistered. Aisha radiallahu anha, she said, why? Why do you pray this long and this much until your feet become harmed, blistered and swollen? And yet the Prophet ﷺ said, أَفَلَا أَكُونُ عَبْدًا shakura." In the other version, أُحِبُّ أَنْ أَكُونَ عَبْدًا shakura." Should I not be a grateful servant to Allah? I love that I should be a grateful servant to Allah. So remembrance, it expels the shaitan. But negligence, negligence, that is what brings... The shaitan to your doorstep. That is one of the key points that everybody must contemplate and consider. Second benefit that remembrance of Allah will bring you and this is completely applicable to our time also. مِنْ فَوَائِدْ ذِكْرِ اللَّهِ الْعَظِيمَةِ 
أنه يجلب لقلب الذاكر الفرح والسرور والراحة ويورث القلب السكون والطمأنينة. A person who remembers Allah often, he prays, he makes dua, he reads the Quran, he comes to lessons of knowledge, listens to ayat, listens to ahadith, he's upon the remembrance of Allah. That type of person Allah will put in his heart happiness and contentment, comfort, serenity, tranquility, peace. All of that Allah places it into the heart of the one who is upon the remembrance of Allah. As for the one who is negligent, then they are the ones who are complaining all the time about depression and anxiety and this is happening and how am I going to fix this and how am I going to fix that. They are always depressed. Always depressed. They lost their pen, which cost 20p. They lost it. Brand new one. So they start crying and they're depressed. What am I going to do? They have some problem with some other thing, their car, their coat, anything. And straight away, sad, depressed, anxiety. You know, anxiety. Anxiety when you can't get comfortable. You're always worried about something. Which types of people can't get comfortable? You can never feel happy. Which types of people? The ones who are not upon the remembrance of Allah. And that's why the scholars, they mention, you can have the most money in the world. You can be rich. You can have all of the things. You can buy all of the houses and the new cars and everything. But still, you will not find happiness in your heart. You will not find peace and comfort in your heart. And that's why you see all these kuffar, the big rich ones in the different industries that they work in, the entertainers and everything, earning millions and millions of mansions, and how many of them all the time you hear about committing suicide or dying from drugs and alcohol and everything? Why are they doing it all? Drugs and alcohol and everything else, they got so much money, they can do holidays every time, anywhere they want to do. They can do whatever they want. They got their own private aeroplanes. Everything. But still, they die because of drugs. They needed drugs. What are all these drugs about? All these drugs, they are intended to give you a type of high. They give you an emotional burst. So these people, you can see their real state inside. With all of that money, still they need to depend on drugs for their emotional fix. They still need to depend on alcohol for their emotional fix. And so many of them dying from drugs and alcohol and suicide. Yet they have everything you think in this world. Because their hearts are empty. If they do not have the remembrance of Allah in their hearts, then their hearts are dead. So here it mentions that the people who have the remembrance of Allah in their hearts, they are the ones Allah will give that happiness in their hearts. 
In the Quran it mentions الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَتَطْمَئِنُّ قُلُوبُهُمْ بِذِكْرِ اللَّهِ أَلَا بِذِكْرِ اللَّهِ تَطْمَئِنُّ الْقُلُوبَ That those who believe and their hearts are satisfied and content and fulfilled with the remembrance of Allah, indeed, it is through the remembrance of Allah that the hearts will find comfort. The hearts will find peace and serenity and tranquility. They will find that tuma'nina with the remembrance of Allah. And that is something very important in our time too. Because everybody always also complains about I have anxiety, I have depression, I'm sad about this, I'm worried about this, I'm concerned about that. This is happening in my family, that is happening with my wife and my husband and whatever. Everybody worried all the time and their minds anxiety and depression and worry and concern and grief. Then one of the cures to all of that is the remembrance of Allah. The one who is upon the remembrance of Allah, it brings you comfort. Al-Shaykh Muqbil, rahimahullah ta'ala, he used to say that if I ever get concerned about something, some problem has happened, he said the way I used to get rid of that from my head, how? Dhikr, hmm? which one did he used to do, he said? Quran, Salah, he used to say himself, and all of this is dhikr, Quran, Salah, it's all dhikr, but he used to say, if I have something worrying me, there is some problem, I want to stop thinking about it, I go open the books of hadith. Sahih al-Bukhari, Sahih Muslim, Qala al-Nabiyu, kada kada, Qala al-Nabi, Qala al-Nabi, Reading all about the Prophet ﷺ, what did he say? Listening to the Messenger of Allah with the wahi which came to him. I read all of these hadith, it brings me comfort in my heart. I forget about all of those things. Reading about what the Prophet ﷺ taught us. And that is dhikr. Reading the ahadith and learning and memorizing. It is dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Everything you read, qala nabi وسلم, what did he say? The wahi. وَمَا يَنْطِقُ عَنِ الْهَوَىٰ إِنْ هُوَ إِلَّا وَحْيٍ يُحَىٰ That is all from the revelation which came to the Prophet ﷺ. So Allah says, تَطْمَئِنُّ قُلُوبُهُمْ اَيْ يَزُولُ مَا فِيهَا مِنْ قَلَقَ وَاِطْتَرَابِ وَيَكُونُ فِيهَا بَدَلَ ذَلِكَ الْأُنْسِ وَالْفَرَحِ وَالْرَاحَةِ وَقَوْلُهُ أَلَا بِذِكْرِ اللَّهِ تَطْمَئِنُّ الْقُلُوبَ أي حقيق بها وحري أن لا تطمئن لشيء سوى ذكره تبارك وتعالى that the hearts of the people will not be satisfied and happy and comfortable and at ease and peace and tranquility and serenity except through the remembrance of Allah you will not find happiness and comfort by going and spending money by doing drugs, by doing alcohol, that will not do it. The serenity and the comfort and the ease and the peace you want in your heart, it will be by returning to the Quran and the Sunnah. The dhikr of Allah, reading the Quran, reading the Sunnah, praying. The dhikr of Allah is what brings the 
comfort. The Prophet ﷺ used to say to Bilal, Ya Bilal, what did he used to say to him? Adhin wa the adhan, and then he used to say to him, Arihna bisala, that go and do the adhan and bring us comfort with prayer. Do the adhan so we can pray. Because prayer will bring us the comfort, the raha. It will bring us the ease and the peace in our hearts. Praying and remembering Allah and making dua to Allah. So this is the second benefit of the dhikr. بَلْ إِنَّ الذِّكْرِ هُوَ حَيَاةُ الْقَلْبِ حَقِيقَةً وَهُوَ قُوتُ الْقَلْبِ وَالْرُوحِ Your body needs what? To live, your body needs food, nutrition, it needs food. Your heart to live, to be alive, needs the iman, the dhikr of Allah. فَإِذَا فَقَدَهُ الْعَبْدُ صَارَ بِمَنْزِلَةِ الْجِسْمِ إِذَا حِيلَ بَيْنَهُ وَبَيْنَ قُوتِهِ فَلَا حَيَاةَ لَا حَيَاةَ لِلْقَلْبِ حَقِيقَةً إِلَّا بِذِكْرِ اللَّهِ So if a body, your human body, was prevented from food you weren't allowed to eat, after a week or two weeks or three weeks, your body would just die, if you couldn't eat completely no food at all after a few weeks, you would die. How many weeks? Doctor will tell us. A few weeks you can survive, maybe. A few weeks you can survive without food, but in the end, you will starve to death. Your body will die without the food. The same with the heart. If the heart does not have any remembrance, does not have any dhikr, any dua, supplication, ibadah, then slowly after a while your heart will die. That is the example being given. So there is no life of the heart except with the remembrance of Allah. وَلِهَذَا يَقُولُ شَيْخُ الْإِسْلَامِ بْنُ تَيْمِيَةَ رَحِمَهُ اللَّهِ الذِّكْرُ لِلْقَلْبَ مِثْلُ الْمَاءِ لِلْسَّمَكِ فَكَيْفَ يَكُونُ حَالُ السَّمَكِ إِذَا فَارَقَ الْمَاءِ Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah said, Remembrance for the heart is like water for fish. So how would the fish be when it comes out of the water? You catch a fish and you bring it out. What's the fish doing? Wriggling around and everything needs to get back into the water. It's wriggling around in desperation. Ibn Taymiyyah said, that's how your heart is. Just like the fish needs the water to survive without the water wriggling and in desperation, then your heart without dhikr, it is wriggling and in desperation and will die without that dhikr. وَمِنْ فَوَائِدِ ذِكْرِ الْعَبْدِ لِلَّهِ أَنَّهُ يُورِثُهُ ذِكْرَ اللَّهِ لَهُ also from the benefits of remembering Allah is that if you remember Allah, then Allah remembers you. فَاذْكُرُونِي أَذْكُرْكُمْ Allah says in Al-Baqarah 152, Remember me and I will remember you. O 
يوصوا من فوائده أنه يحط الخطايا ويذهبها وينجي الذاكر من عذاب الله That the remembrance of Allah it takes away and wipes away your sins and it will save a person from the punishment of Allah في المسند in the musnad which musnad if you say musnad it has to be musnad al-imam ahmad that is the default ففي المسند عن معاذ بن جبل رضي الله عنه قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم ما عمل آدمي عملا أنجى له من عذاب الله من ذكر الله تعالى that a person a, the human does not do any action that will save him more give him more salvation from the punishment of Allah than the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that is where we're going to stop today that is just an introduction into this topic and we'll carry on uh, from next week insha'Allah ta'ala with the next part uh, of the introduction still before we come on to exact adhkar Eventually we're going to come to some of the exact adhkar as well. But for now we're going to do a bit of the introduction from this book of Shaykh Abdul Razak to start with. And then we'll do some of the adhkar from the other books and their meanings also insha'Allah ta'ala. Any questions up to there? His condition is a contradiction. There is no such thing. If a person stops praying then how can he claim that he remembers Allah? The prayer is the last thing, as the Sahaba, some of them mentioned. The prayer is the last thing that leaves you. If you do not even pray, then there is no way you're going to be remembering Allah. How can you claim, I remember Allah, I do, and you don't even pray? Prayer is the first remembrance of Allah. So there is no such thing like that. The scholars, many of them like we've discussed before in the khutbah other times, the person who doesn't pray, even if it is out of laziness, many scholars say he is kafir. So in that case you can remember Allah as much as you want, as much as you claim you are kafir in that case. Because of the narration, الْعَهْدُ الَّذِي بَيْنَنَا وَبَيْنَهُمُ الصَّلَاةِ فَمَنْ تَرَكَهَا فَقَدْ كَفَرُ وَفِي رِوَايَ فَقَدْ أَشْرَكُ that the covenant between us and them is the prayer. Whoever leaves it has committed kufar or has committed shirk. The prayer is the, 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 the boundary. You remember that time I mentioned to you somebody came, very similar question. Somebody came to uh, a Shaykh Abdul Muhsin al-Abbad. Said to him, Shaykh, last year or the year before, I never used to pray. And I never used to fast. Now, alhamdulillah, I'm practicing I'm praying everything, I'm fasting this year. But last year, Ramadan, do I have to make it up? When I wasn't practicing. The Shaykh said, what do you think? Last year, he wasn't practicing. He said, I wasn't practicing Islam. I wasn't praying, I wasn't fasting. I was lazy. Muslim, he said, but I was lazy. 
Now Alhamdulillah he said, I'm Muntazim, I'm practicing everything, praying, Salah, Siyam. But last year Ramadan, do I have to make it up or not? What did the Shaykh say? What's the answer? No. No. الإسلام يجوب ما قبله يعني كان كافر. That's it. That's what the Sheikh said to him. The Sheikh said to him, "قضاء ود يمين." Last year you went غير ملتزم. You went fasting. You went praying. Nothing. Now, الحمد لله, you everything. You're doing it. So you asking me about قضاء. قضاء for what? You were kafir last year. You went praying last year. You were kafir anyway. قضاء for what? Kafir doesn't make qada. When kafir becomes Muslim, then that's it. From now you fast and do everything. So look, they are very severe, very strict. So a person who says, I don't pray, but I remember Allah, it's a contradiction. Hmm. If one is not brave and dies, he shouldn't be buried. Mm-hmm. So, so. Very, very true. These are points that the scholars have mentioned. Imagine now there's a woman, she is practicing, she prays. Her husband doesn't pray. The scholars, they say, you have to do the divorce. You can't be married to a man, she's practicing, she's praying. Her husband isn't. They say you must do the divorce thing. Some of the scholars, they say that. And when they die, if a person dies and he wasn't praying, some of the scholars, they say, don't bury that person in the Muslim graveyard. Go bury him with the kuffar. So it's very severe, their prayer. Go on. We'll talk about those later on. Wiping the face after you make dua. Sunnah or not? No? Huh? Going to sleep? Yeah. No, that's different. But any dua, when you make dua after the prayer, you see everybody. After assalamu alaikum, assalamu alaikum, when they make dua. Sunnah or not? No sunnah? To wipe the face? Nobody, everybody, ijma'ah. Ijma'ah must be the huda. Ijma'ah qat'i. There are narrations, there are ahadith, there are riwayat. About wiping the face. All of them are waif. All of the ahadith, the riwayat, which talk about wiping the face after dua are weak. But, you will be surprised. The weakness, is it is da'af yasir. In all of those narrations. So some scholars, they say that this, يعني, uh, the, the weakness... So when they put the narrations together, all of these weak narrations, some scholars say it can be Hassan لِغَيْرِهِ And so they say it is sunnah and you can wipe over your face. It is, some scholars do mention it. But many of the scholars, they, uh, because all the hadith are weak. So it just depends on the ijtihad 
Can you make all these because it is la'af yaseer? Can you put it together and make it hasan li or not? Some scholars say no, it's too weak. Others say no, you can just about. So what appears to be the safer opinion is to stay away from it. But there are scholars who have said you can combine and get to it. You have to come every Saturday at 6.30 for the next few months and you'll find out the answer. Oh. This one just called Fiqh Al-Ad'iya Wal-Adhkar. We're going to use bits and bobs from this one but it won't be the textbook or anything. Just sections and chapters. There is no main book. There is no book for this. We're going to use sections from here, sections from other books. It's just a course on the title you've seen about adhkar, ad'iya, du'a, dhikr, supplication, remembrance, this topic as a whole. We'll do a few chapters from here, a few chapters from other books, explanations of some du'as. It's just a compilation we'll do for a few weeks or a few months. But uh, I mean, you cannot do this book even. If you try to do this book, it's two volumes, it'll take you two years. So we're only going to do sections from here and there. All right, we'll conclude now. Huh? I've seen it, I'm sure it's available, but I don't know if it's good translation or not. I don't know, I don't, I've, not, I've, not seen, I've not sure what the title is they call it. But I've seen, I'm sure I've seen it somewhere. I've seen somewhere, I think. <laughs> but I don't know who translated it, how they've translated it, whether it's any good or not, you need to investigate that yourself. Alright, next week inshallah, 6.30, 6.40 inshallah, we'll carry on.